On today's show, what are fans talking themselves into from other teams? James Harden returns to practice. The Lakers have Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves going nuts. We've got Luka and Kyrie. Are they going to work? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Be an everydayer. Subscribe, follow for free. Just search Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know what's one thing your team's fan base has talked themselves into this offseason and media day and training camp. Hope is high. Hope is high in these fan bases. Joining me, as always, on a Thursday, host of Lockdown Bulls. What you got for me, Pat, the designer? As a part of the hopeful, delusional community, <laughs> there's a lot of hope and delusion out there. You know what they say on Ted Lasso? It's the hope that kills you. It's the hope that kills you. It's the hope that Good kills Ted Lasso you. So today, we'll play Count It Up. We'll count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including the ball out boy, Jimmy Butler. And his, and his look on media day. We'll talk about him. Jalen Brown was seen on video dribbling with his left hand. <laughs> someone's That's gonna, not good. Someone's got to talk to the Boston Celtics social media team about that. Uh, That's not and good. More. We'll do that on Count It Up. But first, I want to start here. Every team has a fan base that's talking themselves into something right now. We can go through all 30 teams and find one thing that we say, all right, this fan base is talking themselves into this. You you know that, all right, there's some contingencies onto what, what has to happen for my team to be good. What has to happen for my team to do X, Y, and Z. Everybody yep. has one thing they're talking themselves into. Or some, but a team's fan base has like, all right, they're convinced about something. And so we're going to go through, we each have three teams, and we're going to say the thing that we think that that fan base is talking themselves into. Could be good or bad, actually. And then we'll say if we agree with it or not. I'm going to start with the Philadelphia 76ers because James Harden returned to practice today. And uh, I'm putting practice in quotes. I'm putting it on the rundown. I'm putting in quotes here, air quotes with my fingers. Uh, we're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. He went back to practice, though. They're in Colorado. They, they hung out with Coach Prime the other day, and now they're at practice. James Harden joined them. But this is what I think the Philly fan base is talking themselves into. They think it's over. I went to the I went to the Sixers subreddit and it is the lowest of the low right there. They are not having yeah. a good time right now. They think their title chances are over. Pat, do you agree with them? I do, um, and it's tough to say. But I, I think the thing is right with how this team is constructed. James Harden is still going to be a really big piece of that. I guess there is a. a, a of course, you have Tyrese Maxey. You still have uh, Tobias Harris on the team, right? And, of course, Joel Embiid, your MVP. But there was so much of this team where it was like, we've got this starter, starting unit, and then we can bring Maxey off the bench, and he can kind of be that, and that shows our depth of the team. The teams that usually have the best depth go to the NBA Finals and win that championship. We just saw that with the Denver Nuggets. I just I look at this Philadelphia team, and it just feels like Joel Embiid and the rest of these guys. Now, maybe they can prove me wrong during the season, but – Realistically, there is no scenario in my mind, just knowing how Joel Embiid is, where James Harden is just welcome back into the fold. We talked about this before on Lockdown NBA, but 
there's you're not just going to come back in after besmirching everything that has happened here basically saying you don't want to be here i don't want to be a part of the team all of that GM is a liar. That <laughs> yeah well i mean I, I don't know how joel Embiid feels about that as well but yeah but but realistically right like i just know who joel is he's a very when you're with us you're with us and if you're not with us you're against us I don't think James Harden's with them, and so I think if Joel Embiid's mind, that means he's against them. I think that hurts this team in the long run. I have to agree that it hurts them in the long run, for sure. It's probably going to hurt them in the short run on that, too. Embiid had the tweet this week. He said, this offseason was fun, LMAO. Are you reading into anything on that? Because to me, it's like he just coming back like, all right, here we go. Here's another season. Yeah. I got to deal with some more BS with the Sixers again because it's been – and reading through so many Sixers comments today, trying to figure out what this team is, you know, fan base is talking themselves into. I was like, man, they've gone through some stuff. Like this is, this is now another like all-star guard that is holding out going into their training camp. They had weird coaching stuff. The doc, doc rivers is gone. Nick nurse is the new coach. They had the Brian Colangelo stuff with the collar. They had the process. Yeah. They had all kinds of stuff. If you want to go back through, like this Sixers team has gone through it. So is this is this era over? Do they think that it's over because James Harden is you know has had irreparable damage done between him and maybe Joel Embiid, maybe the Six, definitely the Sixers organization, definitely Daryl Morey and all this. Nobody wants to trade for him. I mean, if if a trade was out there, do you think it would have been done by now? Like I kind of think it would have. So where are I I think I agree with them that it's over. Plus Plus, we haven't seen Joel Embiid get past the second round yet, right? Like, I mean, if we're going to start talking ourselves into something, it's, all right, well, I got to be convinced that they're going to come up with enough talent to replace James Harden. Plus, Embiid and the whole system that the Sixers are running has got to be better than what it's been the last couple of years with, with them, you know, getting ousted in the second round every year. So this one, I think I agree with. But on the topic of James Harden, though, any thoughts on him coming to practice today? My favorite thing is just the lean, just like how, and I love, I love how, you know, this is Sixers media doing this too. That's my favorite part about it. It's just like, we just want you guys to understand he's here. He is present. Send that out over the airways. A, it, the, video, the video of like there, uh, like a scrimmage or a drill is happening. And he's like literally <laughs> arm up on the basketball stanchion, like leaned over. I don't like Pippi Longstocking or like whatever, like leaned over to the side <laughs> And he's just sitting Bro, there. It's so funny. Absolutely something else. James Harden is the epitome of I will take my ball and go home. <laughs> he did show up to Colorado, though. I guess I guess it's a positive that he's showing up, but it is because of these new rules. He has to report to camp or else he won't be a free agent next year. Like, that's what the new CBA is talking about with this. So there you go. That's the Sixers. They're you can go listen to Locked On Sixers. Keith Pompey knows more about this whole thing than we ever will. So go listen to him. He's got sources all over the place on this story. Go listen to Locked On Sixers. All right, Pat, give me another one of yours. What are what's a fan base talking themselves into? I like the uh, I like what I was seeing in uh, Clippers uh, Reddit as a uh, as as a resident Russell Westbrook fan. There is a belief that. Uh, Russ is that piece that could be needed to help this team finally get over the hump, especially forcing these guys to go out there and play more. Kawhi Leonard talked about how he kind of wants to be that guy who is uh, who or what did he say today? He said, I'm excited that uh, they can't stop me from playing now, basically. Right. Like that's that's the comments that we're getting out of Kawhi now. So excited. They get to play (laughs) like this. Uh Uh So. 
I just I just love that there's a there's a faction of Clippers fans who are all in on the Russ side of things. The question is, are the Clippers <laughs> all in on Russ? I think Russ is all in on finishing out his career in L.A., and that means that if Paul George is healthy, if Kawhi Leonard is healthy, and the Clippers can't be forced to sit these guys for 60 out of the 82 games this season, that there could be a real duo built there, especially after Kawhi's comments on Russ. So my question is, do you believe that Russ – is the point guard that the Clippers need to get over the hump. Oh, it depends on what their hump is because they've been to the conference finals. Yeah. Right? So is their hump getting into the finals? Then I think no. I, I don't I don't think you can get that. Do I think that he's what can kickstart them to being the better regular season team, the better maybe like playoff team that we thought? Yeah. I thought he played really well for them last season in the playoffs. I thought he played a role. I think he gives them a little kick in the pants that they really desperately needed. They need that, you know, that guy with the, the constant energy to kind of push them forward. The guy that can could score 30 on, on a given night. If Paul George or Kawhi Leonard are out, whether they're resting or not, which Kawhi Leonard said that the resting policy won't change any, anything about the games he's playing. Okay. Uh, And so, yeah, I think that he can be that guy, but I don't think he's going to push him over the hump. Like what they think their hump is. It's it's just it's just funny to me because there's that side and then there's the complete opposite side that just posts videos of his turnovers. <laughs> That's all the other side I mean, is. It's just it's like all the good things Russ does, turnovers. Well, and and his crazy missed shots, like the the crazy pull up twos and pull up threes that he takes, and you're like, can we just can you take any other shot? And that's why I don't think that he's gonna get them over the hump. He just he doesn't shoot well enough to be a playoff guard anymore. Well, I think the thing is, right, if you're getting, let's say, let's say they're still going to sit these guys some, right? And little things are going to pop up. Let's they say they get, meet I mean, the they league just, minimum. They just get injured. It's not even rest for yeah, them. It's yeah, like, yeah. Let's, let's, let's say they meet the league minimum 65 games for the season, right, to yeah. be an all-NBA player. I think Russell Westbrook in those games is that third piece that finally is, right, okay, Paul, this is your time to go. Not right. He's a great – he does a great job of organizing what your offense is when you have – have him in that role and not in the role of, hey, Russ, we want you to shoot that corner bank shot. So I thought that that was interesting to see today. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't expect uh, to to be scrolling through and see Russell Westbrook love. Yeah, so I think I half agree with the Clippers fans. <laughs> no, can I, can I go halfway on that one? Coming up. <laughs> it just depends on what fan base you, you lie in. Again, there's the other side. It's just like turnovers. Uh, well, those are coming from the Lakers fans, and they are, they are they've been there, done that. Coming up. <laughs> What are the Mavericks fans talking themselves into? I think Pat's got the Bulls. What are they talking themselves into? And the Lakers as well. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do that, let me tell you about Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs has amazing stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. I love Bird Dogs. I love their shorts. I wear them all the time. I wear them to, you can wear, I wore them to training camp this week because they look pretty good. You can show up into a, a meeting if you're, like business is a little bit more casual. You can do that. Got all kinds of different pants. I got to check out their pants because these stretch khakis, they're looking good. They've got all kinds of crazy names on some of these too. You just got to go look them up. Go to birddogs.com. Go check them out. Go see what's available. The joggers are nice too. Did they, didn't they send you a pair? I thought, I thought you didn't get in on it. I, I got, I got a pair of, I think I got a, I got a different kind of pant, but I'm looking at the joggers. Just, I'm just on they the got web- some nice joggers. I'm on the website right now and I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I've got, I've got a couple of pairs of the shorts. Go to birddogs.com slash locked NBA or enter the promo code locked NBA to check out for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked NBA. Get a free water bottle. Check out. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. 
Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked On NBA, being in every day or listening every day. We have a daily Locked On show that covers your team. Check the link in the description to find a show that covers your team every day. All right, Pat, we're continuing to talk about what fan bases are talking themselves into and if we buy it or not. We talked about the Sixers, talked about the Clippers with Russell Westbrook. All right, let me let me cook real, real quick on this one. Uh-oh. The Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks. Luka and Kyrie. The Mavericks fans are talking about they're going to work. There's no, there's, they have to work. And the biggest thing I think they're talking themselves into right now is that Kyrie is happy in Dallas. It's all smiles. It's all good. They figured it out. And you know what? This is one of those where it's like, I agree with them for now. (laughs) Because you just can't know. Kyrie has said all the right things about being in Dallas. He said that the Mavericks were the top of his list going into this offseason, and he came back. He did look around at other teams. He tried the thing with Phoenix where he tried to see if they could trade for him or sign for him. That wasn't going to work. And so now he's back in Dallas. He said that I wish I could have played in Dallas my whole career. I wish Dallas would have drafted me like this this version of the organization. He feels the love. Jason Kidd was his favorite player growing up. Nico Harrison has known him since high school. You've got all this. And yes, Kyrie is happy. He's all, everything's all smiles and feeling good, but I don't think it's, I don't think he's good forever. I think he's good now. So I'll agree with the fans that yes, everything is good going into the season. He's not disgruntled. He got the deal he wanted. He got the player option. His, you know, his agent, who is his stepmom, got the deal done, which was very important to him. I love that all that. You've got Mark Cuban talking about, hey, we just sat down and talked with him and we feel like we we come to an understanding. And I look, I love Kyrie and all that. It's good right now. We'll just see what happens throughout this season. I I, I think where we're starting the season is a great point with Kyrie. But you just never know what's going to happen with it. And we don't know what this team is going to do. We don't know how good this team is going to be. And so uh, I'm with them to start the season, but I'm still like, I still have that back in, back of my head, just like waiting, just, just tapping, like waiting to waiting for something to happen. I think you guys will be okay with Kyrie because I believe that you have a better organization to deal with some of the antics that come with Kyrie, but also I think you guys have a better organization. Listen, everyone has a better organization than the Brooklyn Nets for the most <laughs> part, right? Like how they handled the the Kyrie situation. They're just as culpable for everything that went down as Kyrie is. And that's the part that nobody talks about. It. Mark Cuban, I mean, listen, I, I think it is tough when you what, remember the, like the leaked messages thing, the leaked text messages that Cuban basically put out himself, like those moments are kind of With, tough. Yeah, Brunson but I think that agent. Mark Cuban. I think he does a really good job of building that personal relationship with his players, and I think that that could be something that could ease the tension for Kyrie as he finishes out his his uh, his tenure as a <laughs> Dallas Maverick. <laughs> Te- finishing out he's we're just starting this is the first of a three-year deal he's got the player option at the end like I think that the start is very good right I, I agree with all the kumbaya right now but we'll see what happens because you just never know what can change or if the Dallas Mavericks don't play well again this season is Kyrie gonna want to play for a team that's bad when he could go you know what I can just force a trade like I've done in all three of these other spots I I, I know the drill <laughs> at this point I, like I know the numbers to call I can make yeah. a call and go be in LA because Rui Hachimura and D'Angelo Russell's contracts line up pretty, pretty, pretty equally with my contract right now. So, yeah, I'm with them at this point. But until we've got to, we got to wait, we got to wait on it and see. So far, we've agreed with all these teams. Give me one that I might disagree with. 
Um, Chicago Bulls fans right now uh, are of the belief, I think a good section of the fan base is of the belief that the additions of Tory Craig and uh, Javon Carter will put this team in the right direction. <laughs> exactly. We'll put this team in the right direction as far as the shot profile. And this is one that I believe in, right? I, I talked about it on our NBA preview show, right? Chicago Bulls aren't an inefficient team. The Chicago Bulls don't shoot the ball poorly. In fact, they shoot the ball pretty efficiently. They just don't shoot the basketball enough. And that in adding these guys who literally, if they just shoot their average, puts the Chicago Bulls in the top 10 in three-pointer shot for last season, um, that that alone will change the dynamic of what this team is. And that will then in turn allow Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan to cook. They think the offense is what it is last year, right? They bring in Javon Carter and Torrey Craig, and it's going to fix it? Because you didn't go out and make the splash move. You went out and made the move that just made sense for your team last year. I just don't see, I don't see them having a big enough impact on the offense to change, to, to fundamentally change what they are, to change what their offense is. So, no, I'm, I'm going to disagree with this one. I, I can't see That's it. That's why I gave it to you. As long as you've got Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and Vooch, like as long as that, and we've heard about Vooch wanting to do more like, like Jokic does and like handle and handle and like, like pass and work on the. Well, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to do that. He more so just wants to, it's the operating out of the post. The Chicago Bulls sure. brought in Vooch. And right, like everybody looks at the three point numbers and they're like, oh, my God, he was a stretch big. No, he was a guy that dominated in the post. And so you had to worry about him getting to the post. So you played off of him and he could knock down the three ball. He just had a really, really good year doing it. Right. Like and so for me, I I look at the situation with the Bulls where they're in right now. And I I do agree that it will change the direction of the team. The question is, how much will it change the direction of the team? Because realistically, the Bulls could win six more games this season. That's 46 games. That makes you feel better. But how far are you actually going to go in the playoffs winning 46 games? It's all, it's about how you do it, how you win those games. And, of course, right, the Javon Carter, Torrey Craig thing, it sounds great. But realistically, if Kobe White or Zach Le- or uh, DeMar DeRozan or Patrick Williams Any or Daylon Terry Any or Julian Phillips – don't take a step in the right direction. Basically, all the young guys is what, I, is what I was trying to say there. If they don't take a step in the right direction, it doesn't matter at the end of the day because you've got something that's not going to be sustainable. Yeah, it's not enough for me. All right, let's move on to the Lakers one. This is probably our last one. Lakers fans are convinced after the playoffs last year that Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves are the answers. The Lakers have Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and they've needed to <laughs> the, the the tiny Corona just slowly slowly comes into screen. <laughs> that's 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 all I needed. That, that, I knew you were going there with it. Uh, uh, I knew you were going there with that, it. That Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves are the answer. They're the third and fourth best players on this team, and that they are the ones that are the the the. The fit, the role players around Anthony Davis and LeBron James they finally need. Because after they went the Russell Westbrook route, they were like, oh, that didn't work. And then they went more the multiple role players route, and now they think these guys are the answer. Are Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves the playoff players we saw last year, or are they more like the players we saw kind of more in the regular season? I like Rui. I like 
Austin Reeves. I think that they did take a step. I think that uh, with Austin going over with Team USA, that's going to help his game as well. I we, we often see that, right, boost guys' games when they get an opportunity to play with Team USA and stuff like that. Here's the problem. You, you don't know if you're – number two guy can finally turn into your number one guy. And realistically, that's what needs to happen for this Lakers team to win an NBA championship LeBron said at this AD point. AD is the face of the franchise. Yeah, I'll bet he did. You want to know when, when AD has also been the face of the franchise? The last three years until AD wasn't on the court. You know what I mean? Like, that's realistically what it comes down to. I love AD. I want to see AD. I literally used to debate with people that AD was the next man up for the face of the Chicago NBA because to. I wanted him to be that good. I, and it, the, the realistic situation that we're in right now, though, is that Anthony Davis is still the clear-cut number two behind LeBron James. Who was the number one in the playoff run last year? No, it's still LeBron. LeBron's 38. He is, it shouldn't still be LeBron. He's now the oldest player in the NBA, by the way. That may be a counted up that comes later. But, yeah, I believe in Austin Reeves being the third best player on this team because I don't know who else is taking that. Is, is it D'Angelo Russell? Is it Gabe Vincent? Yeah. Is it like maybe maybe those guys could really take that step? The Rui one I'm, I'm, I'm still worried about because we've got the, we got the story from McMenamin on ESPN that – LeBron and Rui have been doing two-a-day practices together for many weeks now. And you're like, oh, yeah. my God, he's working out with LeBron. Yeah. Like, I just don't know if what we saw from Rui in the playoffs last year is sustainable. He was shooting so well. For, he shot like 50-something percent from three at a certain point. And so yeah. I don't know if that's sustainable, and I don't know if he steps up into that. But he could. I mean, he – Depends he on that. if Darvin Ham runs that, uh, that small ball lineup he was talking about. Do you see that where he's doing <laughs> LeBron at the five? Well <laughs> – See how Christian Wood likes that, right? Then, then they introduced Christian Wood and D'Angelo Russell, and like they introduced some guys onto this team that are going to want the ball a little bit more. So I don't know who steps up and becomes those those like second or third and fourth op- option players for the Lakers. All right, coming up, let's talk about count it up. We'll talk Jimmy Butler. We'll talk Jalen Brown, Ben Simmons t- hitting free throws. I'm back. <laughs> and more. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has you covered with all kinds of odds and lines all throughout the NFL season and the NBA season coming up. Oh, Pat, they have preseason games. They have preseason games on here. They have already Mavs, Timberwolves. This is this is playing at like 11 a.m. Central. So if you're listening to this, you probably this game may have already played already. Who do you, who do you think is favored in this FanDuel one, Mavs or Timberwolves? It's in Abu Dhabi, uh, so there's no real home team. I mean, I mean, listen. <laughs> give me give me the Timberwolves, I guess, because maybe they'll play guys longer. I don't know. I, it's Mavs by one and a half, Pat. It's Mavs by one and a half. You can go get that and many other lines and stuff on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Put five bucks on the Mavs. You get $200 to spend on other stuff that that probably you can like make a better prediction about besides a preseason game. Again, $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off the NFL season, the NBA season, all that. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked on NBA. Being part of this show tomorrow, Wes Goldberg, Adam Mares got you covered for the NBA. They'll probably talk about that Mavs-Timberwolves game. They'll probably talk about their teams, the Nuggets and the Heat, all kinds of stuff with them. Locked on NBA, five days a week all throughout the season. All right, Pat, 
It's time for Count It Up, where we count up the most interesting, fun things in sports, including Jimmy Butler showed up to media day as, as he put it, emo with the real long bangs and an eyebrow and a lip ring. And he, he showed up. He was walking around. He's doing now two years in a row. He showed up with a very different look than his normal like look it. at media day. Mike Wallace used to cover the heat for a while. Now is with Grind City Media and the Grizzlies. He reported that, quote, 98.9% of Miami Heat organization was totally uncomfortable with what Jimmy Butler was doing yesterday. Like, that is so my anti-Miami Heat culture what we stand for. Grind City Media deleted the tweet. So my question is, first of all, do you believe him? And second of all, who is the 1.1%? No, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. One, if he didn't stand by it, I don't believe him. Two, uh, if if they had an issue with it, they should have had an issue with it last year. And the first thing I would have said to him if I'm Jimmy is like, I did this last year and we went to the finals. Shut up and get out of my face. <laughs> the you know one, what I mean? Like, the 1.1% who is comfortable with it, I think, is probably Spolstra. He's probably like, it's fine. Yeah, it, it's Spo. Yeah. It's fine. I'm the, I'll be Jimmy the Jimmy walked in he's just like, I'm going to. Kill my man. <laughs> I wanna kill my <laughs> I got your picture. I'm coming with. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we oh can't sing gosh. too much. All the all the references were hilarious this week, but yeah, Jimmy Butler. I don't believe that 98.9 percent of the Heat were uncomfortable with it because he did it last year. I mean, they didn't expect him to to come up and do Jimmy Butler things. He's he's just gonna keep doing it. So I I, I don't believe this. I, I think that they deleted it for a reason, and I, I think the one point one percent is right on this one. Jalen Brown was put, there was a video posted on the Boston Celtics social media, seen dribbling with his right hand, waiting to get in on a scrimmage, and then he switched to his left hand, and the ball just starts going all over the place. He was dribbling very up and down with his right hand, very consistently, and then he switched over to the left, all over the place. The ball is just flying all over the place. My question is. How many hours did Jalen Brown work on his left hand over the offseason? I would bet you that this is all a uh, like a joke. No way. Like he's doing no like way. he's doing, he's it, doing on it on purpose? purpose. There's no way. I would I would bet you because he hears it, right? He's got to hear that you can't dribble with your left hand. Why was this expertly he, put his, out there? His back was to the camera. You th- okay, you think he was like, "Hey guys, come here. This will be hilarious." And he just turns around hey, and starts dribbling. Hey. We watched Ben Simmons say, go, (laughs) do a two-hand dunk, and then say, now post that. Yes, I think that that these guys – Yes, that one is very obvious, but not Jalen Brown turned around the other way and like switch over to his left hand. Like I think that these guys are massive trolls. Listen, I don't (laughs) think that – I still don't believe until I see it that Jalen Brown can dribble with his left hand, (laughs) but he's not that bad. Like he can't dri- like he can't go left and like get to the bucket consistently versus he wasn't NBA even defense, right? It. I mean, he was he's not that bad. Up. It's like feet planted on the ground. Dri- yeah, you dribble there's the ball no way hand, he's that bad and made the NBA. It's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. No, no. It's not about making the NBA because there's many centers that could, they couldn't dribble the ball with their left hand maybe at all. It's that he's made three hundred million dollars and he can't dribble with his left. I'm I'm I'm. I'm hoping that the video was not real. I'm hoping that Jalen was just kind of trolling the fans out there. If not, listen, I saw him doing the left-hand drills. There was some bad – I'm not going to lie to you. Your boy was in that drill too. It was. (laughs) 
Wasn't was the one where they were running back and forth down the court and they had to run up with their right hand and run back down with the left hand. Yeah, Luke was in that drill. No. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. It wasn't pretty on his end either. <laughs> no one's wondering if Luca could dribble with his left hand. That's not that's not the This he, is true. He has this many is very flaws. true. That's not one of them. For sure. Oh my gosh. Speaking of Ben Simmons, a video of Ben Simmons hitting 10 straight free throws emerged. Now, this is what we're getting into. Now we're getting into free throws, post-practice post videos going on about Ben Simmons. My question is, and it's apt because of how much you're rubbing your eyes right now, sick of this conversation. What would it take for you to believe in Ben Simmons again? Uh, him committing to being a defensive facilitator. Like, like Ben Simmons is a defensive player of the year. Just be what you are. Go, go back to go to Brooklyn. You get everybody open looks just like you do. Play defense. Be six foot eleven freaking Jason Kidd and stop trying to act like you're a shooter. It's okay. You don't have to be a shooter. Is that you already got your hundreds of millions of dollars and you pled for for to get all your money from Philly, right? So like I'm I'm not like I'll believe in Ben Simmons when Ben Simmons believed in Ben Simmons. How about that? Because clearly he doesn't believe in his own game, seeing as how he needs to put out an Instagram video or a TikTok <laughs> every time he makes free throws or a three-pointer. I, I don't care about Ben Simmons making shots at practice. Shaq shot 80% from the free throw line in practice. He says it all the time. When you're in between those lines during the game, can you knock them down? If you do, great. If you don't, Go get the rebound, dunk it back down, and run down to the other end and get a steal. By the time Jason Kidd was 27, he was shooting 30% from three. He had shot 36%, 33%, and 30% from three. So at least he, at least he was taking them. <laughs> at least he was developing yeah. a three yeah. at this point. Jay Kidd developing a three. Jay Kidd and Vince Carter. Yeah, huge. And there was one other. Uh, and Brooke Lopez is a very underrated conversation because none of them could shoot threes. Al Horford, too. Al Horford literally just didn't shoot threes. I think Al Horford found out one day he could shoot threes because it went from like went from like four to like seventy in like <laughs> like one season. Like, oh, I didn't know I could do this. Billy Donovan in Florida was like, "Don't take that shot. Do you practice that shot? Do you work on that shot? No. Do you practice that shot? I do, Coach. No. Uh, last one. LeBron James is now the oldest player in the NBA. My question is. How long will he be the oldest player in the NBA? Because no one's beating him now, right? Like, no one can come in and be older than LeBron. So how long will he be the oldest player in the NBA? Give me two more years. He's th- two I think years? We got, I think we got this year and next year of LeBron James. He was an all-star last year, averaged 29 points a game, played 35 minutes. He's got he's got more than two years in him. To me, it's, no, I think I think I think he's got more than that. I think he can play for more than two years. I, hey, I stopped myself. The self-editing from last week. I stopped myself. I think he can play for more than two years, but I think that because what what is he now? He's 38 going on 39 or is he already 39? He'll be 39? 39 in December. I think 40 is probably that milestone for him. I don't think he wants to Tom Brady it and just like go 42, 43, whatever Tom finished that. I think 40 is probably his milestone, being elite at 40, and then he'll go out. There's, he just almost averaged 30 points a game last year. Like I, I just can't. I'm not telling you he he'll be done. Like he can't play anymore. I'm just saying that I think that because what's the what's his Laker extension? His Laker extension would go to his age 40 season, right? His Laker extension is a great. I have to scrolling down his basketball reference page is an experience. He's got this, he's <laughs> it's got wild, this bro. year and a player option for next year. 
Yeah, so he's got this year, and then he can opt in as a for a player option next year, his age forty season. Fifty one million dollars. That's a that's a nice chunk of change. Yeah, I'm opting in, getting the fifty one, and then I'm getting out. Y'all stay blessed well, he's gotta, out he's here. Play with Bronny though, so that, I guess that's that's next year, but. But unless Bronny stays one more year, so we'll see. But, yeah, let us know in the comment section what's the thing that your fan base is talking themselves into. Let us know any of the questions on Count It Up. Guys, thanks for listening to Locked On NBA. Bang, bang. Boom.